It's the Gift to Gamer podcast once again, and this time we're talking what we want to see remade and remastered. Let's get into it. It's me, your host, Darren Wade, and this time, for our talk of all things remakes and remasters, I'm joined by Colm Nolan. Colm? Thank you, Darren. I'm wonderful to be here. Good to have you. And of course, the console-hating, PC-playing, full-time Canadian, Chris Robbins himself. How are you keeping, Chris? I'm doing all right, man. Good. How are you? Good. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not too bad at all. I'm not too bad. I have recently delved in, and it's a massive mistake because I am I'm in hook, line, and sinker, uh, Stardew Valley. Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. also there. Yeah. Oof, that is, that is some time-consuming, stops me from doing my actual job kind of game. Whenever somebody tells me they've dove back into Stardew, I kind of assume that like life is a bit too stressful for them because I find that game like super therapeutic. Oh, you just, the whole world melts away. Yeah. And like, like starting a new farm is like so refreshing. Like if you just jumped in like two years in, you'd be like, no, 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 It's no, just no. too overwhelming. You have yeah. no idea what crops you have on the go. And, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's quite satisfying like musically. One of my favorite things to do is, and I, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of like going to bed and it's lashing raining out, you know, it's raining outside and it's kind of windy and you're like, oh, I'm all cozy in bed. One of my favorite things to do is to go out fishing when there's like a thunderstorm or something happening in Stardew because sometimes you get the like the the frog noises yeah. and the sound of the rain. And you're the just there fishing. You're just waiting for something to, to hook it. You're going to pull in. You're like, yep, that's a nighttime carp for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. What, what, what are you guys playing at the minute? I uh, still got a lot of DVD on the go. And I've also recently started playing a game called Faith, the Unholy Trinity, which is this like psychological horror puzzle game but it's the graphically it is an homage to the old dos games and like even the audio audio is just the bleeps and bloops and the static yeah yeah and it actually lends so well into a horror game that like just static or and for for those who don't know what are dos games dos games are like before windows the old like really pixelated kind of bright colors they only have like 16 colors to choose from see i asked that as if i was doing it for the benefit of the our listeners but i had no fucking idea what <laughs> well, we're talking for like, the benefit of me it's kind of like old school galaga and like cool. uh, asteroids and stuff like that or even pac-man well, i guess so you're on a bit of a a bit of a horror buzz down at the minute yeah actually and now that i'm thinking about the the games i'm going to talk about today they definitely a horror buzz and i think it's the steam algorithm because i've been playing so much dbd that yeah, they're yeah. just feeding me all these yes, chris likes to be scared games. in spare time apparently what about you colin uh like you darren i've gone for the more wholesome approach with some stardew valley nice. um nicely enough i've kind of done my own profile but i've recently gotten uh tori involved in it as well so in my spare time i'm doing a little bit of co-op stardew valley very good which is very challenging because you can't pause the menu Although I might have found like a little um, nugget of like wonderfulness, like apparently, if we both pause the menu, it pauses. Ah, so because I remember, we had a great <laughs> you and me had a great time playing that game yeah. years ago when the PlayStation update. I don't know if we mentioned this to you before, Chris. Yeah, I've our, heard this. Yeah. Oh my god, like waiting to play that game because we were like, oh, you know, the guys on the Switch can play well before you and me yeah. on the PlayStation. And I remember being on Twitter and seeing that Concerned Ape was like, hey, we're doing our best, but the you know we're pushing the update for um, online play on the PlayStation should be released tonight. So I was like, hey, I'll go up to Columns and we'll play. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't wasn't there. The update wasn't there. We played till about like 2 or 3 a.m. Yep. And I was like, you know, Colm, I'm going to call it quits and, and head home. And the moment I closed out of the game, it immediately set up the download for an update. And you and me just gave it a look for each other across. And like, we're playing separate farms for like six hours. We just gave <laughs> each other a look across the room being like, you, you, you want to start a new farm on the update? Like, yeah, I want to start a new farm on the update. <laughs> You're goddamn right. I do. Like going to bed when the birds are singing. I'm like, oh, that was a terrible mistake. But yeah, no, Stardew is uh, really chill. One of the other things, actually, uh, a friend of ours, Daniel, recommended that I should really try to play uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. That I mean, because it was on, it was really cheap. I think it cost me like four four or five quid there in a sale ages ago. And I was like, you know what, I'll... I'll Bopped it on and gave it a shot. I, I played it. you played that at release, no? No, no, I no. never touched I was going to because I was kind of like, that looks exciting. But then lots of stuff came out that it was really, really buggy and it was kind of not working as, yeah. as, as it should. And I'd been bitten by like before that Mass Effect Andromeda and I was like, I ain't yeah. touching that. Um, but I played it and I ha I've not seen anything about it. You know, never, never watched any cutscenes or that. 
And it's a really like it's a really exciting opening. I don't know if you, any of you guys have played. Uh, I've seen the opening. No. Played the intro. Yeah, I didn't really get too far. Just the first kind of temple. That's man, yeah. The, the first temple is what I've just saved just at the first temple. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that opening thing, being like, man, it 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 annoys me. Like when I see the Star Wars movies and stuff like that, and they're talking about doing film number ten and trying to get the actress to play Ray and to do that again. I'm like, leave that shit alone. Yeah. We're over it. I'm looking at like you know this guy, whatever his name is. What's his name? Chris, Christian, I don't know. Like the guy you play as in this game, I don't even know his name. But I'm like, this is an exciting story in an exciting, like, different part of the universe that I've never seen. Like, they're just at the beginning of the game, like they're scrapping old rebel starships. I'm mm-hmm. Like, this stuff's dope. Like, yeah. you know, when you go around helping one of your buddies just like break down or like fix up some stuff in the scrapyard, I'm like, yes, this is just different and new. I'm, I'm into this. And you save some guy who's falling. Uh, he yeah. falls and he has to catch him with the force. Like, this is in the first like few minutes. Yeah. And does he ratchet out? I can't remember. No, but... no. He tries to, to kind of buy you time. Like the Empire arrives knowing uh, that there's yeah. a Jedi in your midst and he's trying to like, I guess he's trying to like rile people up. He steps out of the line of kind of like workers because they're like, oh, we want the Jedi to step forward or you're all dead. And your pal who you saved kind of steps forward and tries to uh, rev everybody up to fight against the Empire. But then he just gets lightsabered and then you just take out your lightsaber and then shit hits the fan. But uh, no, it's yeah. a, I heard loads of bad things. Well, not bad things about the game, just that it was very broken at the start. And uh, in fairness, even when I was running through, there were times where people just disappeared from my screen, like NPCs and stuff. And I was like, okay, so it still has the bugs. But yeah, I was totally into that. And I think I might actually... Get back into yeah, it. Yeah, like a I should give it a, out soon, so that might be fun reason. Because I think that's what kind of convinced me to go and give it a shot. Because there's a new one coming out, and I saw someone put up a menu about like the customization, like how much you can customize your main character. And I was like, yeah, because it, it's got that kind of um, uh, why can't I think of the the old uh, Republic Knights of the Old Republic? Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. like you know, customizing your character, or whatever. So it has that kind of old feel to it. And I was like, like oh, that in the first good. one, it's like all ponchos. Like, yes, I don't and care this about one, ponchos. Yeah, yeah. I think this one you can change your hairstyle, clothes, the lightsaber. Like, it looks lightsaber like color, lightsaber style. Can yeah, you do it the looks like it's blade or the. Yeah, that'd be so yeah. exciting. I'd be right into that. Mm-hmm. But enough about Star, like an old Star Wars game, fellas. Let's get into what we want to see remade or remastered. That's what we're here to talk about today. Kind of old games that we played to say, hey. They're remaking and remastering a lot of shit right now, but what haven't they done yet? Colm, I'm going to start with you. You kind of We were talking before the show, and you said you've got quite a, an itinerary of uh, games from certain consoles that you'd like to see remade. So like, where do you want to, where do you want to kick off? What's, what's, um, what's, got you, what's given you an itch to, to have remade? Well, Darren, the scratch that I'd like to get to is I think I'm going to pull out the SNES card, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Nice. So a uh, little Nintendo focus here. Um, I think right before the show, we briefly discussed kind of our name. So I know I'm not the only one who wants to talk about some SNES games. But um, one of the ones I actually played very recently was uh, Super Mario RPG. So Super Mario RPG, very, very fun game. Uh, mm-hmm. Only on the SNES. Would love to see it remade. Uh, I think you might have been able to get a port of it on the Wii U. But again, it's just one of those games that um, when you play it, it's just so fun so like such an endearing game compared to all the other marios that have come before and since i love the battle uh mechanics where it was yeah. a bit more of an engaging turn-based because you could do like the jump over and over yeah and mash and the it, button to shoot more fireballs. it was like uh you know in final fantasy 8 if you attack someone with the gun blade and you hit the oh, trigger yeah, hit, at the right yeah. time you get the critical hit so like every character has their own little critical hit if you get yeah. the timing right so, um, yeah, like it's for such an old game, like it really held up in my recent playthrough. I haven't finished it, but. And for those yeah. who don't know, it's a mix of Nintendo and Square Enix, right? Or, or Square Soft. Square back Soft, in the day. I would say at the yeah. time, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so so very fun. Uh, you get to play as like Bowser, Peach, um, like all the kind Mallow. of. Mallow. I love Mallow. But yeah, they made up some <laughs> new characters like Mallow and Gino. And Gino um, was that one who was uh, uh, people thought was a shoe in for. Smash for Brothers. Smash, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's there as a me character or I think, whatever I think he called, made yeah. it in as a me, maybe, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, very, very fun game. Very uh, funny kind of humor. Like, it's it's definitely like a Mario game, but just the combat is different. There's an RPG element where you equip them and like yeah. kind of get levels I, up and all. I think the closest they ever got to that there afterwards, like excluding the Squaresoft, because that was never going to happen again. Oh, who knows? Maybe, maybe it will. Yeah. But was the Paper Mario games? Yeah. Paper yeah. Mario, I'm pretty sure, was meant 
to be the successor. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. just uh, they were great as well. The yeah. first and second one, I just vividly remember playing in the Coliseum, and maybe the second one it might have been, but it was yeah, just and so the, fun. The humor, the humor yeah. for them is great. It's just a little bit of a fun old and little tricks of the game, like you just turn to your side, and then you're in two D, like you could just like turn <laughs> invisible and go between little cracks or down little yeah. alleys and stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I've never played through that fully. I think I touched upon it at the start. I think I had a a ROM, an em- I think I had an emulator or something like that on my laptop for a while and played the start of it because everyone was talking about Gino being in Smash Brothers and I was like, I've, I've never heard of this character. I was just quite intrigued of like an older uh, Nintendo Squaresoft mashup because it reminded me of the days where like the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was meant to be done with Sony. Mm-hmm. And then they split, and that's how we yeah. got the PlayStation One. And I was like, oh, there was there was a time where they were best mates, you know, Squaresoft mm-hmm. and Nintendo. And I love to to see that again. And I remember in uh, Super Mario RPG, there was one secret boss in particular that looked like he was ripped right out of a Final Fantasy. His mm-hmm. name was Kulix. Do you remember? He was you was fought him in, in the Monster Town. Or so? Oh, yeah, Mo- yeah, yeah, Monster Town. And he had uh, like these crystals around him that you had to destroy because you know Final Fantasy. There's mm-hmm. always crystals. crystals. Yeah. <laughs> They never want to move away from that. Yeah. <laughs> that's been like for 16 iterations, that's yeah. been their jam, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, now look, if they remade that, and I don't think they will because the licensing would just be an absolute nightmare. So. And especially after so many years. So my question to you then in this iteration, and I'll ask this for kind of every game that we, we put to the table, would you like to see it remade like from the ground up or would you like to see the exact game just remastered? So like it's playable and it just looks great. It's very fun, but I think it could do with maybe like a little touch up here and there. Like gameplay mechanics are fun, but then like there's maybe parts of the game that don't feel overly satisfying and mm-hmm. um, that they could maybe like improve with some, you know, little additions and stuff like that. So kind of like uh, if they did a remaster, I guess I'd be okay with it. And if they added a little extra content just to fill out the game. Yeah. But um I think it could do with a whole remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A remake they could of that. Get on board. And they can change stuff around, of course, as well. Like I, I just like the idea of a Mario RPG game. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which kind of really, I mean, Paper Mario and stuff has, has, yeah. has done it since, but a modern day one would be quite, quite interesting. Chris, moving on to you. You got anything you'd really like to see remade or remastered in today's technology? Uh yeah. I got, I got a few. Um, one big one in particular, but another one, another few that I didn't want to talk about too much because one is actually happening now and some of the others are inevitable and the one that is actually happening now i've wanted for ages and i can't believe they even like skipped the first one which i'm glad they did but uh silent hill 2 yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i am so stoked excited let's see i told you we're taking it back to the horror, horror. It's, yeah I'm i was about to say on you're, a bit you're, of a kick you're on uh, such a vibe days. at the minute yeah um so i really want to see that done i'm glad it's happening and i think the reason it's happening is because of the recent success of some of the best remakes I've played, which is what's happening to the Resident, Resident Evil, Evil. Se- 4 series. 4 just came out as well, Four, and yep. he's very good. 2 was incredible. It was yeah. better than the original, which I didn't think was possible in my opinion. Mm. Um, so another game I want to see, and I think is probably inevitable, is Resident Evil 1. Just go back, let's remake that one too. Yeah. They haven't really talked about it yet, but I based on the success of all the other games, I'm sure they will. I think the Resident Evil fans would be very disappointed in me, but 4, I'm excited to play it. I have it downloaded and ready to go, but 4 was my favorite. Oh, that's four, 4 is four perfectly is acceptable. Yeah. yeah, 2 and 4. Yeah. Anything yeah. with Leon is basically the best. Yeah, yeah, as long as oh, it's... Oh, no, no, because he, he was in... Six what was or it? Seven 6. Or, 6 yeah. was bad. Yeah, but Chris is in that as well, so I was like, well, yeah. this is a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of it, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You're the reason these yeah, games suck. Chris Redfield. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but going back so to Silent Hill 2, I, I, I get nervous thinking about that game in its old graphics. Like a modern day remake of that would be fucking terrifying. Mm. I'll never forget because I was really young when that game first came out. And my brother would have played it Walking a lot. through the fog and those guys skittering out from under from the, one the cars. cars. Like, because <laughs> we, had a, we had a demo of it years ago. You know when you used to get like demos for PlayStation and Silent Hill 2 would let you play, I think, the, the, the section until you got to the hospital maybe. And I'll never forget, like, running through that mist. And it's like, on those old graphics, I mean, sure, if you turn it on now, the game probably looks like shit. But at that time, I, I couldn't stay in the room. Yeah. Like, it was all that, like, you know, my brother <laughs> handing it to my other brother, like, the controller handing it over me, like, I don't want to play this. But in, like, that is a... Re- would you want that remastered or remade from the ground up? Um, I would want it remade. Yeah, okay. Yeah, entirely new engine, new graphics. Mm-hmm. Keep a lot of the atmosphere and the story the same. But, yeah, kind of like what they did with... 
Resident Evil 2, where they took essentially the same setting, the same story and everything, and just new gameplay, better graphics. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To get um, on the horribles. Another game that I think is inevitable and still on the horror kick, and I only say it's inevitable because System Shock 1 has been remade. It's releasing on May 30th. If we get the same treatment for System Shock 2, I'd be a very happy camper. And I, so we're talking horror. I don't think I've ever played a System uh, Shock. Yeah, probably the original like horror game on PC. It's like a first-person shooter, and the, uh, the, the bad guy is Shodan. Have you ever heard Shodan? Like this big like... AI looking thing? No, no. Yeah, it's it's a cult classic. And you're you're expecting it to 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 follow suit? Yes, the first one. Yes, I mean it has to because System Shock Two was uh, fairly arguably the the better one. I, I don't even think there is an argument. It was just strictly a better one. So I think they're making System Shock One. Probably going to be based on sales and stuff, but if those come in and that gets the good reviews, then they'll move on immediately and remake the second. So nice, nice. Be stoked for that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a bit of a strange one for myself. I mean, you guys are talking about some oldies, mm-hmm. and uh, mine is a PlayStation Four oh, okay. generation game that I want to see remade. Okay. Uh, I want them to scrap Kingdom Hearts 3 because it sucked <laughs> and I want them to remake that shit <laughs> um, I'll start funny you know if, you guys know that I'm a big fan of Soaring Kingdom Hearts and mm-hmm. I waited fucking 12 years 13 years for that game and I think in, in those times Tetsuya Nomura just went insane and created <laughs> like just it a will. really like I wouldn't say really bad but I mean because the thing about it was I played through it and I enjoyed it and I like I like some of it uh, but I think it was more of a flex by Nomura to say, oh, I got all the Pixar things. We're doing Monsters, Inc. We're doing Toy Story. We're hitting all the, the big leagues. And then all the Final Fantasy characters just took a complete step mm. back, which was a major problem for me because the joy of that game was Kingdom Hearts 1 and walking out to have Squall or Leon, as he was called, yeah. being the guy who trains you to use the Keyblade, you know? And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And like, I'm fucking Donald Duck's with me. I mean, it was mind-blowing at the time, but he just kept stepping further and further away from that. So that if I could have any game remade, because I don't want that, that shit remastered, like remake yeah. it. Like, I don't want that game. Like, give me, <laughs> give me a, a different version of that game. Just to have it to be like coherent, a bit more coherent, I a mean, bit less self-servicey. Yeah, that storyline will probably never end. It will just continuously go until he either dies or just, you know, sells the rights to someone else who will just refresh it. <laughs> well, the storyline never has to end because it's all nonsense anyways. Piecing it together is just fucking random. Yeah. yeah. I mean, watching the videos on YouTube of people trying to... I mean, like, I am such a fan of the series. Such a fan of the series. Like, I'll always prop it up. But I know the narrative is absolute hot trash. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? And it's so messy. It's, it's just so messy. But it, it's not that I want, like three to come back and just be coherent i just wanted to go kind of go back to some of the magic that the first game had which was that that real mix of square enix disney characters or pixar in this case as well the first one i thought the second like i only played the first two but i thought the second one was oh no superior kingdom hearts 2 is like if you know if you were to give me my top games ever kingdom hearts 2 i think is one of the greatest games ever made i think from a gameplay never mind that i'm a big fan of the story the characters disney and square you know square enix and all that jazz but um, pretty from a gameplay perspective, it's one of the most, one of the best balanced games I've ever played. But what I mean to say is, is there was a certain magic about Kingdom Hearts One. Playing it now, it's real clunky and it's definitely an old PlayStation Two game. Mm-hmm. But there was a real magic about that game, like going to those worlds for the first time, like heading off to the deep jungle and having to swap out Goofy or Donald of Tarzan on your team. Yeah, and then you go back to Traverse or Traverse Town and talk to like Aerith and Yuffie and see it about where to go next. I was like, this is blowing my fucking mind as a like <laughs> as a twelve year old, eleven year old kid, and being like, wow, getting, um, to do the challenges in the Colosseum, fighting both Squall and Cloud. Oh. I was like, oh my God, and this that, is amazing. The, you know, that bit where Cloud walks in into the Colosseum, and it's a pity because Advent Children came out between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, and they wanted to change the design of the Final Fantasy VII characters, yeah. which I respect, but Cloud's design in Kingdom Hearts 1 was amazing. I like loved the, it. He has the, like, the bandages on his sword and stuff. And the, the wing and like the gold gauntlet. It, yeah. was such a, it, was such a, it was like a mashup of Vincent and Cloud in 1. It was such a cool look. But that's what I mean. He, like, they stepped so far away from that kind of stuff as the games went on to the point of Kingdom Hearts 3 was just like fucking... I'm not going to say awful because I really enjoyed it. 
but there was part of it that was just missing so yeah my my weird choice is to remake that i mean i know it only came out like three years ago but remake <laughs> that shit like give me another one i don't want that game that you gave me you know what was my favorite part about the kingdom Hearts series actually yeah was every world you went to you had like different costumes on or you'd be like a different creature yeah or something. you'd be like but a fish in the, yeah. the aerial world yeah like I, before I christmas everyone it. dressed up scary and all yeah. that type of stuff yeah so good oh this yeah it was brilliant but yeah that, that'd be my wacky choice but Colin, we'll come back to you because i know you've got quite a few things to get through you have so i still list. have a couple and funnily enough um one of them in a technical sense has already been remade and we've already talked about it briefly um, the game is on the SNES and it's the original Harvest Moon or the original Story of Seasons, I think they might be called. Okay. Uh, that's what they're called in Japan and over here it's Harvest Moon. The old farming simulator. Uh, I had it back in the day and I loved that game. Like There were so many things to it and like the absolute spiritual successor of this game without being a real remake is Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at a documentary talking about um, the guy who made Stardew Valley and basically when he started this, he was just looking to get experience developing like games in general. Uh, he was taking over the art like we've spoken about before, but he did every element of it, like the gaming, the programming, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So like in terms of that, like super creative and amazing kind of guy. But when he was starting this out, it was just a clone of Stardew, or sorry, of Harvest Moon. Yeah. He just wanted to recreate it to give himself some experience. And as he was developing the game, he just started being like, you know what, if like I just extend this or flesh this out to something here. So like just him going back to an old game, like a beloved game, like Star, uh, Harvest Moon, I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, and then doing his own kind of like homage to it that turned yeah. into a massive hit for an indie developer like the biggest hit you could ever imagine and i think his his that it being such a hit because where i'm playing it currently like you are yeah. right now uh it's hitting me hard like he's very talented as an individual because i think he did the music for it as well i think he, he did, did every yeah. aspect yeah. of the game as far as i know and the music is a huge part of it as well and it's the thing i loved about the harvest moon games the only one i i played there was a harvest moon for the nintendo ds I think yeah, there's loads of them. Yeah, um, and I think that was my only one. But yeah, you can see similarities. And again, it's that really relaxing. So would uh, you like it? To, like, I mean, we're talking remake or remaster. Do you uh, want a remade in like modern day graphics? How do you how do you no. how do you see that game looking? I, I like the pixelated graphics over the top view. I don't think like they've done it like in the later Harvest Moon games and Story of Seasons or whatever they are. Like they take that 3D approach and they try to make everything look fully 3D and everything. But there's so much charm to an over the top view and just cute pixelated kind of like colors and everything like that. Like Stardew yeah. Valley, even little things like it might be all pixelated. But then when the like wind blows and the leaves get blown across the screen, like little moments like that, you're just like, that's And you see a rabbit jumping out of a bush and running over to the next bush, all those little things. And in such a wonderfully um, crafted. That's it. So that's what I mean by saying I'd love that game to be remade. But in a spiritual sense, like Stardew Valley is the remake of it. So like I'm like 100% kind of like, right, we don't need to talk about this too much because it has at least a successor. It's just not within the same. Did Harvest Moon have uh, a combat aspect to it? I can't remember. No, it didn't. And the guy who originally developed it wanted an RPG, but there was no focus on combat at all. Yeah. So that's how he came with the original idea, idea for Harvest Moon. And then, obviously, when um, what's it? Not Chucklefish. Uh, Concerned. Concerned Ape. Yeah. And Concerned Ape basically start doing it. He was like, "Well, I could just add another element into it, which is what Rune Factory had done in the past. Mm-hmm. They were like Harvest Moon, but they introduced caves and like monsters and stuff like that. So." Very much so, Stardew Valley took the best of two different, yeah. like, they're the same IP, they're both within the same developer, but took them and made them better. So, 100% love that, big fan. Um, moving on, but still staying on the SNES, yeah. biggest one, and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that are, like, pulling for this, because as far as I know, it's been talked about for a very long time, but no actions have ever been made towards it, and that is to remake or remaster Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Are we? Is that a... No, Xenoblade and Chrono Trigger are two entirely different things. Xenoblade is on the Wii, yeah. yeah. So Chrono Trigger is an RPG from the SNES days. Um, Arguably the the best RPG of all time. 100%. A lot of people claim so. For the time it came out as well, it's like got multiple endings and the sequence in which you do events are totally up to you and your playthrough. So you could play it once and go to this location first and if you go to a different location next play through and do different decisions like that absolutely affects your ending and we're talking about the super nintendo here so we're pixelated or pc still style. pixelated yep. very much still over a the top banging soundtrack yeah probably one of the best oh just there's so much charm behind that game little things like at the beginning of the game like um this woman runs up to you and you're in a 
like a market and she's like oh somebody's chasing me can you hold this for me and then you can say yes or no and you're like oh well like usually these never have any significance and if you say yes then you just go off and you just have this item it's whatever but then like in an hour's time um you end up in court and somebody's accusing you of having robbed this woman and as proof you are in possession of that item that she gave you you know but the, the courts change things around and try and to get you in prison it's such a lo- it's such a great idea for for like, in terms of for replayability alone yeah. that's such a great idea mm-hmm. but modern games don't really like or, modern day rpgs don't really they have, have like the uh, consequences three endings usually they have like 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 a good ending, a bad ending, and then like a, you didn't do much. Like Red Dead Redemption, you don't do. Yes, yes. So you, you yeah. usually get like a few endings, but this had like 10 endings at least. And some of them are really cool. Like one of them is, you know, like how at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, the main villain is like the president of Shinra. Yeah. And then afterwards it becomes Sephiroth and so on. Uh, in this game, the main villain at the start of the game, before the real villain is revealed, um, like you're on this mission and when you fight and defeat him you have the option to spare him or kill him and like because he's like the main villain you're like of course I'm gonna have to defeat this guy he's gonna screw me over but then in the playthrough if you have like the correct character with you and you spare his life he will then join your party and oh, then cool, be like yeah. a joinable like force it's just like I oh. know exactly what you're talking about and yeah. it's, it's you can sense it's a, a, a different kind of passion put into a game like that now i know mm-hmm. it's easier to, to do those to, to to have those in in games where we're talking about pixel graphics we're not talking about the modern day rpgs like the final fantasy 7 remake or anything like that that's mm-hmm. the, you're talking about most of the work is going into this idea of just making it look amazing and play amazing mm-hmm. but it's something i really miss about the idea of your you know like we talk about mass effect as another kind of more modern day example where your choice is actually because it's a role-playing game so and, i think yeah. to, to have the best kind of role-playing game your choices should matter as opposed mm-hmm. to just a mass effect 2 did that the best of any game like the the whole lead up to the end mission in mass effect 2 your relationships and everything being taken into account mm-hmm. as to how things will go down is just in terms of game uh, immersion one of the best you know uh, do you mind if i use this mass effect as a segue into another one of my choices yeah, do it uh, it's a very simple segue my choice is mass effect <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because it has recently very recently been remastered yeah uh the trilogy's been remastered um the reason i chose it and i chose it as a remake because we already have the remaster it plays better it looks slightly better that's great it gives us a a a way to play it today as opposed to having to go back and open up your playstation 3 or or whatever we could play it on previously but i look at bioware as a company today and kind of how far the apple has fallen from the tree in that sense that they're no longer what they used to be yeah and i would love to get a modern day remake of that game oh done by the oh what's their name blue blue something the one the guys that made demon souls uh, like Blue their Point. Whole f- Blue Point, is yeah, that, it? that And they did Shadow of the Colossus as well. Yeah, yeah, was, their whole thing is remakes, like yeah. good remakes. And, I, and so, I mean, the Blue, po- Blue Point is great, but they don't update. That was the problem with Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus looked amazing when they remade that game, but they never touched the game. They, like, Blue Point just touch up how the game looks. Like, Shadow of the Colossus, unfortunately, still played like a fucking horrible PS2 <laughs> game. It was really clunky. But I'd love to see kind of the old team of Bioware come back and delve into kind of more of the lore in that game and really... Like, and like you know because the voice acting was was good then but like remake it get more people back in get a like a great voice actor in for Shepard again and just give me like the Final Fantasy 7 remake of Mass Effect mm-hmm. and have the whole trilogy there it would just be and it doesn't need to happen that's kind of more of a real real high wish list for me mm-hmm. but I would love to see that game and, and dipping into because um, we talked about it in a previous episode Chris we talked about lore like the importance of lore in video games for me Mass Effect is one of those things that does there was mm-hmm. so much lore that was never you could read um, you, you know All the, the discs about the hollow like, things no. but you never went near any like it was just yeah. it was just cool little filler bits but I was like mm-hmm. oh there's so much to touch upon and all that like if you were to go for a full remake and I think it could really bring Bioware back up to a standard that they should be at because they they made fucking unbelievable games and unfortunately that just kind of era of, of Bioware were untouchable in the game industry yes. like they had um, Knights of the Old Republic straight away they followed that up with Jade Empire they went down the Mass Effect route yeah. um, what else did they have their hands in Bioware they came like the people that went on to form bioware were previously like black isle studios like the people who did like baldur's gate and stuff like that yeah. so like all these really talented people went on and then when bioware eventually did close down i think did ea own bioware by the time of mass effect 3 uh 
Good question. I'm not sure. Someone can Google that at home and let yeah, us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you know, email us at the Gift of Game and Podcast at yeah. gmail.com. You're really good at uh, letting me fit the in these plug, plugs. Yeah, plugs, really good. It took you half an hour <laughs> this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think I'd, I'd definitely love to see a, re- a remake of that. We have the remaster, which is fantastic, but a remake where you really just delve into that world because it's one of the most fascinating sci-fi worlds out there. And I mean across all mediums. I don't, I'm the, I don't just mean in video games. I mean when I talk about like the likes of the Stargates, the Star Wars, any, any of that kind yeah. of stuff. That's my favorite listen if you ever want to talk about games that would be make like amazing films i'd say mass effect has great potential like it'd be like a great tv one, series with yeah. like saren as your villain and then like the end it reveals the re no spoilers but this game's been out for like nearly 20 years yeah so, if you yeah. haven't played it <laughs> but i so that's that was more of a wish list one for me chris we'll go back to you because i think you've got one that myself and yep. colin can definitely get on board with so the one that i've wanted and i know i'm not alone in the world with this uh, the one I've wanted for ages because I don't think it gets the clout it deserves is another RPG that's arguably the greatest of all time and probably my number one favorite game of all time, which is Final Fantasy VI. Nice. Ooh. Nice. It yep. needs to be done. I understand why uh, Seven gets all the attention because it was it brought a lot of people into the franchise. It was the First transition into 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that. And I loved it too. Um, I even enjoyed the the remake, despite some of the changes I didn't quite agree with. But uh, they, they're kind of just beating that franchise down. Like they, they kept releasing like spin-off games that were just awful, like Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, gotcha. And, like, yeah, yeah, mobile shooters and stuff. Yeah, like... they, they just need to stop and go back to some of their older games that are like classics Mm -hmm. and remake and i don't i want to see final fantasy 6 remade but not in the same style that 7 was done what what would you i mean if you could compare it to another game that exists today in terms of how it looks or how it plays what what would you what way would you like to see 60 or 6 reborn uh like a combination of things um like I, i i want it to be no, no longer like a top-down fixed like static camera. Mm-hmm. I'd want it to be a graphical update where it's like kind of third person over the character, so you can actually run through the town of uh, Narsh and just see it in all its glory, mm-hmm. like on the ground. I, one thing that the Final Fantasy genre keeps on stepping away from, and I don't like it, is like the ability to truly have an open world, like when and you, an airship, and just an airship, and to drive around, around yeah. and be cool and do yeah. whatever you want. Like yeah, exactly. I, this fast travel just to give you a better 3D environment. Yeah. I don't like that. Like in, especially in Seven, it's like you go from this area to this area you go through a checkpoint yeah and it's very linear pathways, and we, we, we can know? tell now by how with the way that they're doing that we're not going to get a true open a true worlds. open world yeah. i think it's been classified with the with the traders they have for rebirth I, they've said open areas as opposed yeah. See, to an open with world six though i don't think they could get away with that because a part of like a big part of that game is like i don't know if spoiler alert like the whole world changes halfway through that game yeah, yeah. and a part of the enjoyment is flying around the the new world absolutely and yeah. you find these towns and stuff that are in different areas of the world and you're just like oh shit how did this end up here and like where did this cavern or cave come from and yeah. You also have to find all your missing party members, which is really fun yeah. because you like you go into a town and you hear some NPCs <laughs> chatting and they're just kind of like, yeah, I heard that that place is so dangerous, uh, but some treasure hunter has gone in looking for it. And it's just throwaway comments, but you're like, treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. Yeah, yeah. I know a treasure yeah, hunter. I know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so if, if you could compare or you could give an example of a game in terms of art, so you're talking over the shoulder kind of behind the character as they run. Do you want it to kind of look like modern day graphics? Do you still want it to have the more kind of modern fantasy? Day. Modern day. Mm-hmm. I want to see full uh, 3D models of some of these characters. Updated battle system. Well, not too updated. I'm thinking maybe like what they had around 10. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the, the more switch active. out members and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, because I think, like you know, see. Seven has kind of, it, it was very clever in the remake what they did in terms of having the active, you, you could choose one of two modes, two ways to play it, where it still felt like a bit like a turn-based game, mm-hmm. but also had that modern day, um, you know, spin on it. But I think 10 is a great example. I, I like I, any kind of modern RPG that came out today, if mm-hmm. it played like 10, I'd still be mad about it. Absolutely. Because that, that idea of seeing the, the turn... And, and how it's going to work and the moves that you can do to change that to your advantage mm-hmm. was a great way to kind of um, expand on what was becoming a bit of a stale 
mm. the turn-based kind of combat thing was getting a bit stale up to up to yeah. that point. Yeah, six would be amazing, and uh, it'd be a great game to have like with voice acting, like cutscenes, like to oh really. Oh my god! I, the final fight would be amazing. I want to see it more mm. of like a gauntlet than what it was, but <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. um, the main villain, though we won't go into names, but the main villain of Final Fantasy VI uh, reminds me so much of. Do you remember Hedger in uh, Final Fantasy VII? Yes, he always had that stupid laugh and stuff like that, like the rah, ah, ah, yeah, rah, yeah, they're the leaning like, back and, yeah. and doing the laugh. Like, yeah, I I would love. Do you know like when in Final Fantasy VI, like you see everything in top-down pixelated graphics, but mm. then when you look at like the profile of the characters, they have detailed it's the pictures. old school like concept art yeah of and characters. i love yeah. that kind of stuff so if there was some kind of hybrid where they could kind of maybe keep some pixelated stuff but then through cutscenes, through profiles and stuff just have that really sweet looking like when you go into combat it just changes up on you yeah. like i think i'd be happy with a remaster but it would definitely need like a nice polish to they it are I, doing... I wouldn't even mind if they just dropped the idea of uh voice like voiceovers yeah. because you, you sometimes yeah. And they've been doing well lately, but like mm-hmm. in the past, Final Fantasy kind think, of dropped the ball. Uh, there. And this isn't this isn't me kind of uh, shunning like English voice actors, and, I, and what I mean by English, I mean like English from England. Mm-hmm. That when I played four, like Final Fantasy fourteen, the team behind that, and it looks like they've brought in similar voice actors for Final Fantasy sixteen as well. That ye old English kind of voice acting doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I find that to be quite painful at times like and it's very much overdone and are we talking like similar to Balthier from uh 12 because no, i loved Balthier. but, oh, but, but, but he yeah. was oh did you yeah i wasn't a big fan he he but i i loved Balthier in that game as well because he was the only kind of one like that and yeah. he stuck out he stuck out as the real pompous kind of guy because he oh, had okay. that whereas if you kind of play through 14 everyone's like you old English and like hoity toity and all that and it just doesn't it, like when everybody's like that it kind of becomes a bit painful now the Japanese voice acting for all those games was amazing but I think yeah for six in the that kind of steampunky place that it is I would fear that the likes of uh, that Eng- English voice acting you old English voice acting would not do it any yeah, justice yeah. whatsoever and I don't, I don't I don't think it'd be like that because of the setting and just like uh, the returners I couldn't imagine them having like English accents. Yeah, it'd be yeah. You you'd have to put some thought into it, but that's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy VI. Seeing a magic tech armor, just like being able to walk around it, and and that's and it's it's an interesting thing because that magic tech armor actually existed in Final Fantasy XIV. So when you play that, that becomes like a mount that you can get later on in the game. Now it's 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 their own little spin on it. It doesn't look exactly like the ones in in six, but like there's seeing that kind of stuff. You know, when I was playing through fourteen, I was like, God. 3D, like a remodeled 3D version of 6 would be pretty sick, you know? Like, when they had these little homages to it in 14, it was great. Um, I just thought of a really small detail, like a nice little fact for people that are interested in this these topics as well. Uh, Final Fantasy VI, um, when they were developing the game halfway through or toward the end, they just couldn't get anything more in, but there was an entire set of characters that were meant to be introduced. They never were, but they were introduced in Final Fantasy VII as the Turks. Interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're original. They're like so Reno Rude. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, not every single one of them, but, but like Tishing and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, they were all initially supposed to be in six, but then just through like having no more space or anything like that, they just had to push them forward. And they were included as like a little kind of like in fairness, I think they're part in seven is pretty big you know like the turks yes. are always in the background but he had developed these characters to be like a staple of six so because he couldn't use them he wanted them inputted somewhere else nice and they found the place in seven which... well you heard it here first i yeah. assume like you know Unless you exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> a world exclusive <laughs> yeah Colin, have you got any other things? You were kind of still hitting Nintendo last time we spoke. Oh, uh, we can say on Nintendo, absolutely. Um, N64, I had the N64 growing up when I was like, whatever year that came out, 98 or 97. So like I was about six or seven at that age. I got to play lots of games and I have a few that I would love to see a remaster of. Uh, did you guys have an N64 per chance? Uh, I absolutely. Did, didn't own one, but my brother's friend always loaned it to us. Lovely. Okay, so first one I would love to see, and I've never seen anything about it since, but have you ever heard of Jet Force Gemini? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I think, what a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was oh. funny. We were talking about, um, I don't know if it was multiplayer games or something like that, in uh, one of our early episodes in the podcast, and I brought it up. Craig, was your brother was here, and we were talking about 
and Nintendo 64 games. And I was saying Jeff Force Gemini. And I actually, before we went on to do the episode, I was like, God, I remember like loving that game. Mm-hmm. And I went on to see what the, because how I played it was, I was at an age when that game came out when I was really curious to explore um, maps that you were in, like the multiplayer maps, to, like to take all of it in. And in my memory, it was like these amazing big maps you could run around. And I saw these videos of people, like, you know, watching on YouTube, people playing these multiplayer maps. I'm like, that shit was fucking tiny. Yeah. But um, like, the the style was amazing. Uh, and there were so many cool things about it. Like, so when I was growing up, like, that was a, one of the first proper co-op games we had, bar like GoldenEye or Mario Kart. Um, but you could co-op the campaign in that game. And what was really fun, it was like one of those games like Lilat Wars. If you were playing, like, you'd need the player one, that was Fox in Lilat Wars. But if you didn't want to be peppy or slippy and you plugged straight into like port number four, you could cut straight to Falco and not have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. I was the same in Jeff Force Gemini, whereas you had player one who was the guy, you had the girl as player two, but you had the dog who had like a hover machine on its back and it could yeah. fly around. So I'd always skip to port number three and Craig would be, my brother would be like a player one character, the guy, and I'd be this dog hovering <laughs> over everybody, <laughs> shooting lasers. Like, this is the best game ever. Yeah, it had... Um... I, I don't know why it had that effect on me, but I remember just and I th- even looking at the the footage of people playing the multiplayer game, the animation of them, their movement mm-hmm. was really like I felt like ahead of its time. Like watching it now, I'm like they move in such a like uh, a, not necessarily a unique way, but like a very stylized kind of way that I yeah. thought was really like as a kid I was hooked on the movement and everything in that game. Yeah, that'd be a fantastic. Uh, I don't remember much of the campaign. I only ever really played oh, multiplayer no, no, with my brothers. I, but um, just like that, it was just super fun to play growing up. Um, as an N sixty four kind of tribute and stuff, it was like there's a few N sixty four games that like I haven't touched on. Like a few of them are really well known. Like you know, like Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and stuff. I don't even want to see a remake of them because Goldeneye was kind of done. Perfect Dark could be fun, but um, Goldeneye was just remastered with, with Daniel like, Craig as the face of um no no like the original Goldeneye is now out on both Switch and Xbox and Xbox also has like online capability yes. with oh. it like it, it was just remade and unfortunately not remade uh, re- did they fix odd job in multiplayer <laughs> <laughs> they just implemented a no odd job rule no I have, I have no yeah. idea actually but I think you know going that like you're right with the idea of a game so perfect is perfect dark lol um, that they shouldn't they shouldn't touch it but unfortunately they did with Xbox they had Perfect Dark mm. I can't remember Zero. what the actual one Wasn't Perfect it? Dark Zero that's what yeah, it was and that was awful well, yeah. not awful but it, it it saved or it had none of the the character or flavor mm-hmm. or atmosphere that the original Perfect Dark had and I think Dark Perfect Dark <laughs> well that's Rare wasn't it and Rare were absolutely just went AWOL like they were doing that time, amazing were, games yeah. with Nintendo and then they went over to Microsoft and they just start remastering stuff and just like I think losing their and the post show today uh, for those who are interested get on to patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming uh, we're, we're going to talk about like you know games that like shouldn't be remastered and the opposite to what this topic is but on that point perfect dark is one of those things that i would say it should never be touched like mm. what it was in nintendo 64 is what it should always be forever it's one of those games that i think nope that was perfect leave it the hell alone you know yeah yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, so Nintendo 64, like, I mean, have you uh, got no, anything past that? N64. Okay. There's another game. It's quite an obscure one, but it's by, what are they called? DMA uh, Designs, I think they were called. So DMA uh, are the precursor to Rockstar. Oh, so okay. So we're, get, we're getting serious now. Yeah. Uh, so this game is called Body Harvest. Does that ring a bell? Oh, the, your brother talks at length. About yes, this really. One. Yeah, Craig. Yeah. Had been, I think he's been saying. on this show talking about no way. Body Harvest. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, it's a great game, and look, in the future, uh, there's multiple like games that I used to turn on just you know, but before the internet was so popular, before you had to like dial up modems and shit. Yeah. Like I would have stuck on a handful of games, and Body Harvest's intro alone was just one of the coolest things ever. But then when you actually get into the game itself. It's just, it's basically Grand Theft Auto during an alien invasion. And it's like a 3D, like, like it's a 3D game. Uh, you run along, you can like, you know, do quests in any order that you want to do. Uh, you can rob cars, you can go into houses, get keys to cars that are locked. And like, you know, there's these bug invasions, like Starship Troopers, if all the aliens came to Earth. Yeah, yeah. And you just get these warning signals that there's like aliens coming in. You go to the local town and loads of massive bugs come in and like just start destroying things. Like and this. there was something, like you're obviously you're saying this was 3D, so it's probably not like the, the likes of GTA 1 and 2. But no, they're, they're top down. They're top down. They were great. But at that time in kind of rock stars, you know, yeah. they, they had a way of creating a, like just incredibly fun games mm-hmm. like GTA one and two, although they were top down, they didn't look fantastic. They were 
hella fun. Yeah. I, like, I, I almost love that more than I love GTA 3 or oh, absolutely. Or City. Like, Grand Theft Auto 2, like the oh. top-down one, was oh. amazing. amazing. Yeah. I had that as well. I got Tekken yeah. 3 and Grand Theft Auto 2 for two. Christmas yes. with PlayStation. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 2, it was just so fun. Like, you'd just be around with a load of friends and you'd just literally play just drive over as many people as you can, get the cops after you, see how long you can get, and then when you die, you just pass the controller. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I ever played it a different way. Yeah. Like, I know there's like quests. If you answer stuff. the telephones and stuff, yeah. which you would do by accident sometimes, you're like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and it was, the way I loved it was because I think you had bars up at the top left of the screen in those games that would be like, are you friends with the triads? Are you friends with oh, the, yeah. you yeah. know, the Hells Angels, whatever it was. And I loved that situation because if I was really good mates with the triads, you'd go to like whatever Chinatown was, GTA 2, and you'd see those little top down you know, whatever way the, the the people looked, it was like two arms and a head, <laughs> yeah. and they just like lots of people boxing the head off each other. And you'd go in with your like your baseball bat, your gun, and it was just like they were just lots of fun. And like I said, your brother with regards to um, body, body harvest, yeah, like he just said that that was just the most fun. Like oh, I think it was his Christmas game. He I picked mean, it for yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He did pick it for the Christmas game back at, like, what, early, like early days. Christmas, Christmas themed game or uh, we talked favorite I think, game to play at christmas yes I like think, like we were picked body harvest yeah that's a race i think <laughs> i think that was the episode i don't understand <laughs> that's so crazy where's the festive spirit um so we're kind of i don't want to go over oh, too much oh could, sorry could sorry, i sorry, quickly throw in one more uh, n64 game of it's course conquers bad fur day yeah. absolutely amazing game yeah. unfortunately like perfect dark zero it got a remake that wasn't as good they filtered a lot of the stuff out but like if they remade that, like they could remaster it, but all the references are so pop culture in dated to that effect. Like you have Saving Private Ryan, you have like I don't know a vampire kind of house. You have the Matrix, you know, like a modern all these... day a modern day version that that would be like oh. if, if they were to do it, like to remake it, I'd rather they just brought out a full blown sequel and like put in stuff like John Wick instead of you know Matrix, yeah, like exactly. other kinds this of is... pop culture movies that are like more like more modern. This is remind. Did you ever play a game called Gex? Oh, Gex. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, all oh, just like campy pop culture references. Yeah. I like. saw the donkey video. I'm, I'm with it. Because <laughs> my brother's old uh, PlayStation name, you know, when you, when you played old games in the, in the early days, you can only ever put in three or four letters. Yeah. Uh, his one was Gex, because we used to play Gex and Gex 2 all the time, because he's like the, the secret agent lizard? Gecko? Yeah. I would yeah. have been bum. your initials bum ass they're all good yeah poo it all fits um chris do you have any other any any other ones you think are honorable mentions that you'd like to to go into before i hit onto i think probably one of my most not great well one i kind of came up with on the spot when you're talking about star wars but Star Wars Shadows of the Empire N64. Oh, yeah. That was nice. really cool. hard, yeah. man. That was such yeah. a hard... N64 as well, was it? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, Very good. That'd be a cool one to see. But, so yeah. hard. You played as uh, Han Solo, didn't you? Did no, you, you played as, uh, like, Kirkland Han Solo. Like, oh, the okay. budget. Uh, Dash Rendar was his name. <laughs> Dash <laughs> yeah. Rendar. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get the uh, license to Harrison Ford's likeness, so this guy's a, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, a he's a Han Solo in where it comes. Oh, yeah. um, my one is, it's kind of, um, I've got a couple here, but I think one of the ones I think would be would be important for me as a remake, and it goes back to that, that Kingdom Hearts sentiment that I had where it was a great game, but it could have been better. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII. So you talked about six. I'm talking about eight. And they need a remake. There, funny, yeah. funny enough about the Final Fantasy games that the only one that there's any rumors about is Final Fantasy nine as a as a full remake. I'm much more on board with that than eight. So the reason I want them to do with eight, and it's kind of like a fault of my own, is I've always said as when I was growing up as a kid that it was my favorite Final Fantasy game by a long shot. Uh, I think I had such fond memories of Triple Triad, the card game in it. I loved the graphic improvement to seven. Yes, and like the characters falling around, and like the music, like the the Balam Garden fight, Mm -hmm. the the missiles being launched into 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 space, and running away from the spider was a cool scene. Yes, and like it, it definitely took a cinematic step up from Final Fantasy VII in terms of what it was trying to do in game. Uh, and I used to tell everybody, Final Fantasy VIII, oh, I loved that. Was my favorite one. And people would be like, "You're, f- you're a fucking yeah, maniac." The draw and I was system. like, "Stupid people." No, but so this is the thing that people complain about the draw system, and it is really split. If you go online and check that out, I remember going on to to Reddit and trying to figure out ways to kind of um, uh, just cheat the draw system, like uh-huh. how you can make it really work for you. And I remember being on a thread, and it was really, really split with people saying it's one of the best Final Fantasy systems, and other people saying it's one of the worst because I think you can just 
fudge it really easily. But I went back to say, I'm going, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VIII and see why everybody's giving it such a hard time. And I platinumed it back on when you could get it for the PlayStation 3. You could download the mm-hmm. PlayStation 1 version for the PlayStation 3. <laughs> I played through it. And the ending of that game sucks so much. Yeah. It's awful. The idea that these characters who all meet each other randomly were all in an orphanage together at the very end uh, is so stupid. That's when I stopped. That's yeah. actually when I stopped. I that's like, stupid. I have- that- no idea the game. what's going like, on. It's like it's like oh, this is so twisty, twisty. I'm like, no, it's yeah. just stupid. E- it's Eddie stupid... is not the bad guy anymore. I was no. just like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's is been happening? possessed this whole time. Yeah. Everyone else forgot because they were using guardian forces. It's, it's <laughs> on par with like GF. I woke up and it was all a dream. Yeah. Like that kind of like you know retconning an entire thing. Because I was like, oh, playing through it, and I, I you know finished it and I patterned it and I had a great time playing it. But as a story, as a narrative thing from a fan fancy perspective, I was like, nah. It's kind of dumb. Mm. But I'd love to see that remade because you look at Final Fantasy VII and the remake and they're certainly making a lot of things in the early parts of that game better in a way. Mm. Like I think of the bit where you um, climb the wall out of the the market, Mm -hmm. the marketplace in Final Fantasy VII. And that in the actual original game is you just putting some batteries in boxes and climbing the wall and you're done. You're out. You're, You're up to where you need to be. You're out of the slums. And in the remake, it was a huge section with like incredible music and a boss fight that I was one of my favorite boss fights in the game. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they're like expanding in such a great way. Where I think Final Fantasy VIII has the foundation to be an unbelievably good remake. Like, like take take away all that fluff at the end and 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 do it differently. But give me the Balam Garden fight. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that amazing thing where like Galbay is coming at you and Balam and all. You've got all the seed, the soldiers like attacking each other and everything. And I was like, man, there was some. And like Squall giving that speech on the intercom before the the two gardens collide. I'm like, mm-hmm. this stuff's so cool. But uh, yeah, that would be one of my top one for a remake. But I don't think we're getting six. I don't think we're getting eight. Rumor has it we're getting Final Fantasy Nine remade. Boo. Colin, before we kind of um, finish up, you only got as far as Nintendo 64. Do you have any other kind of ones you want to throw uh, out there? Yeah, I, I have still got loads. But um, one of the biggest ones, and this is one that I basically, the reason I thought of this was because I just want this game to be remade. Yeah. Uh, the game is on the PS2, and it's Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. Nice. Um, Tenchu, any Tenchu, just start making them again. Yeah, but <laughs> Wrath of Heaven, like for its time, PS2 or whatever, it had the best stealth mechanics ever. Like if you mm. jumped off of a, like a, a ledge or whatever, you would do a downward stealth kill. If you jumped off and like hit them from behind, the front or the side, the animation would be different different uh it was like assassin's creed how they did their like whole counter system but well before that and like there were so many cool things you had like grappling hooks you had like items that you could like use decoys um some of the animations were so grisly like there was like you would sneak up behind them pull a knife to the throat and then you would just do like a kind of pirouette spin yeah and as you did it their head would just lop off go up into the air and blood would just spray (laughs) up into the air it's funny because i was playing um uh, Ghost of Tsushima there recently and the first thing that came into my head was like wow like this is kind of I know it's like um, tension, like it's not an open world game but I was like this is the style I'd love to I'd love to see it in yeah. like those kind of because you know that's very cinematic it's very like mm-hmm. you know when you're there with your, the samurai sword there's a lot of cool animations for moves that you're doing and I was like yeah like all the tension games would be amazing like that it is one of those games that if you ever just just you don't have to play the game it might be a bit dated now but if you just watch the intro alone like the music builds and creates this amazing kind of crescendo kind of epic moment and it just like when i like again like metal gear solid 2 i will you turn that game on just look at the intro then turn it back off yeah tells you wrath of heaven that intro is the shit like it is amazing um so i would love to see that be remade because one i mean for its time and like still like the mechanics were amazing could so easily be redone based on all the kind of like assassin's creeds that have been and have gone so like they've got loads to work with in terms of new mechanics but as a game itself it's just it needs a little love and tender care and just to be brought back into the world. Because it was a game that I have really fond memories of playing when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, I mean, I played a lot of games when I was a kid, but there's only a few games that I remember really enjoying from start to finish. And Tension was absolutely up there mm-hmm. with them. I'll give you, I'll give you one or two more. Come pick your, Ooh. pick your top two there that you think you you want to see remastered or remade. And uh, sorry, just with the with with the likes of um. Potentially, would you want to see that remastered or do you want to see a full... You just want to see remake. A, fucking, a remake, just remake, a brand new fucking... Yeah. A remaster wouldn't be good enough. Like, they, no. like Unless they wanted to just make it super fluid or something. But I think yeah. with the way things are now... Just, they just, just remake it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. 
Um, a couple of other ones then. Um, one of the big ones would have been Soul Reaver Legacy of Kane for oh, the PlayStation I, 1. So I never put it down here on a piece of paper, but I was only thinking about that. That is one of the coolest PlayStation 1 games so ever. So cool. Ever. Uh, like, like, you're, like you had the ability to like throw spears and impale monsters yeah. or like stake them into the ground. And the voice acting in that game was on like Raziel. Yeah. Like the... Oh, I can't believe you remember this name. That's amazing. Yeah, right. he, but he was, I think he's one of the, the it's funny because I remember going on to old threads and I always bring it back to Smash Brothers, but I remember going on to old threads of like what people thought the next character was going to be way back when they first started announcing new characters and loads of people had, oh, bring, bring in Raziel. Like he was unbelievable. I was like, he would have been a dope character for <laughs> Smash Brothers back in the day. But yes, and that atmosphere in that game, one of the coolest ever. Like mm-hmm. that real kind of goth um it had the shadow realm and then the real kind of like there was the underground where everything was spiritual and evil yes yeah oh excuse me um but yeah soul reaver uh, legacy of kane like even the animation not for the music now but if you just watch the intro of that it's like it starts off with raziel he's like he's like a vampire that developed wings and the current ruler kane. is jealous yeah. and he just like breaks his wings down and tosses them and into, throws the him into the underworld this spirally vortex of death and then when he goes into it, like he looks so messed up yeah. and everything, and you're like, "This is this is awesome." Because that was as a really young kid, I was like, "I don't know if I should be playing this." Yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. this is so dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good, f- great choice. I I thought about it, but never wrote it down. Fine nice. choice. Well, if, uh, that's such a good choice. Maybe I get two more shouts. Uh, no. <laughs> I do. I have. Um, I'll talk about one more. But then there's a couple that uh, I ro- have always wanted a remake of, and they actually are coming out. Some of them, obviously, like Resident Evil Four, it's already out. All cool. the Resident Evils. Don't need to mention them. Um, Knights of the Old Republic that's coming out I don't know when but that's going to be remade or remastered I, that looks like I a think it's rema- I remastered. think it's remastered oh. I, I, th- I think it might be a. would like a remake but a remaster I'll, I'll, I'll take what I guess based on the trailer the opening piece of the, but they say trailer like the teaser thing that they had was like a Kylo Ren looking fella yeah. with a lightsaber and to me that looked like remake material hmm. but that makes me very nervous Yeah. because they're not the company that they wear mm-hmm. you know that's not like they could change some elements, but as long as they don't take away the impact of like certain reveals and whatnot within the game and stuff. And obviously, a lot of people know them reveals, but it's still like to go in blind would be one of the greatest experiences. Like, yeah. it's Star Wars always does that shit now, but for the time, like playing it on the Xbox, I think the original Xbox, just absolutely amazing. Um, another one then that um, I played on the Xbox, which is fucking brilliant, uh, Fable. Yes. Now, yes. Fable yeah. about 10 years ago. So this, this game is about 15, 20 years old. About 10 years ago, at the, it got the anniversary edition, which was already a remake. So a remake on the Xbox 360 is not really the remake I want. I want yeah. a newer I want, remake, I want a modern you know? day one. And that was kind of one of the earlier games. That's when I thought Xbox was, was cooler than PlayStation. The one yeah. and only time in my life where I thought Xbox was a cooler choice than PlayStation. It, it just had such a great mechanic that every item on clothing that you put on, you would see. And then you could like pickpocket, you could rob from the shops. There was like a suit of armor. And I always remember seeing it and being like, I want that suit yeah. of armor. And I slowly just kept stealing pieces from the shop. But and it was because you had like the dark route or the light route yeah. in that game, which was my first experience of that kind of thing. Oh, where so like cool. and classic me, you know, um, up, up to, the, to the time I met mass effect and wanted my character to be an asshole only because he looked like crap and i was like i've designed a terrible character in mass effect but fable i played like you know and i got to the end of that game i never owned an xbox but i got it off alone off luke you know and he gave me that in fable and i remember the end of the game being like you know almost max level and my dude's just like glowing white as he walks around like that most holiest dude and i was like that's like that's a pretty cool mechanic like maybe i should get an xbox I love it. Um, okay, I'll go for the last one. Honorable mention would have been The Simpsons Hit and Run, but we're going to bypass The Simpsons Hit and Run. This nice. It would have been pretty cool. Uh, did you ever play on the PS2 The Bouncer? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, the, I thought about putting that on yeah. the list. <laughs> Such a bonkers story amazing man. I, don't think I, I don't even think I know the game. You're, uh, the, you're these three characters that bounce at a bar, but like... <laughs> and so then good. somebody gets kidnapped and then uh, they're like that off works saving at the, bar. the yeah, the yeah. girl that works at the bar, and then they're off like saving the world. And I remember at the end, it was just like, "I'm a bouncer. It's my job to protect yeah. people." <laughs> and, like he's beating up like gangs of like oh. yakuza. It, it was such a great game. It was one of those as well that like you had the three characters, and all three of them would have their uh, different routes. So mm-hmm. if you played as like the main guy, Sion, you would go do this route. You go straight in the front door. If you played as Code, the like more martial arty guy, he'd be like. I'm not getting into a stupid fight. I'm going to go around the back and I'm going to do the stealth option. Uh, and then you have the other guy, Volt, who's just this massive bruiser. And he's like, I'm going through the front door. 
<laughs> window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, um, just in terms of like the gameplay and everything was so fun, great co-op and everything like that. Um, if it got the reworks, it'd be great. The, the story is like so cheesy and so ham, uh, but it's just... But sometimes you want that. Like I think yeah. we talked oh, yeah, about, yeah. Uh, we were sitting here talking about other, other games. I think Andrew brought it up in terms of multiplayer games that we enjoyed and Urban Rain was one that he brought up where the main dude's like, you know, all-American hero, uh-huh. uh, Bradley Hawk. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes though, you just want that cheese. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just, you just get on board and be like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I want. But nice. So you want a remake or remaster? Uh, of- I guess it could be a remaster. I mean, it's not going to be a very good game, but no, like if no. you can make it fun to play, that's all that you would need. Because you know? everything yeah. else is there. Well, just to have a good time and yeah. essentially all it is is uh, a 3d beat-em-up mm-hmm. so you think you like your streets of rage or your double yeah. dragon it's like that but it's just a 3d iteration of it so you don't really need it to be great you yeah. just want to sink in a couple hours just beating people's face just yeah. Yeah. In the air but like, a button get some satisfaction from the hits that you give out you know yeah. like you get some crunches or some like you know cool sweeps where they like flip them over stand on them whatever one, it might be the know? one guy had a spinny kick and like you yeah. hit a bunch of people with yeah. it too <laughs> Damn, yeah, satisfying game. just a very fun game i can't believe you know? i've actually met somebody else that has played it <laughs> oh me, me and craig before. and their cousins when we were growing up we used to like rent that from x yeah. vision all well, the time you definitely didn't want to like tell anyone you bought it so yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a renter for sure <laughs> yeah. don't don't add that to your collection you're gonna yeah. look like a punk Yes. Well, fellas, that was a thank you for hopping on this episode of remakes and remasters. If to our listeners out there, you think that we missed anything that absolutely in the modern day should be remade or remastered, tweet us at the gift of or at gift of gaming pod. There's no the emails at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want extra content, which we're about to make right now in our post show, hit up patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. Colm, thank you so much. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Chris. Thank uh, you. It's a pleasure uh, to our listeners. I hope you guys have a good day and keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Peace out.